Hey folks, welcome to today's Law of Self-Defense coverage of the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. I am, of course, attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense. The Rittenhouse trial has paused for lunch today, so I'm taking this opportunity to provide a quick update. The morning began without the jury in the courtroom with a meeting to finalize the instructions to be given to the jury. The defense came away with three big wins as a result of these discussions, and one that did not go their way. One win was the dismissal of the gun possession charge. Finally, my first analysis of this gun possession charge that concluded it ought to be dismissed as a matter of law and never be considered by a jury was posted way back on September 7th, 2020, more than 14 months ago. It was nice to see Judge Schroeder finally see the wisdom of my position. So count six, the gun possession charge has been discarded. A second win for the defense with respect to the state's argument of provocation, the state will not be permitted to claim as fact that Kyle pointed his rifle at the Zeminskis. This is important for the defense because the purported provocation of pointing the rifle at the Zeminskis, which if believed would strip Kyle of self-defense completely, requires an unlawful act on his part that provoked the Rosenbaum attack. The state wants to claim that that unlawful act was Kyle pointing the gun at the Zeminskis, but there's no actual evidence of this. There's no photo or testimony that Kyle pointed his rifle at the Zeminskis. Even the quote-unquote enhanced drone video left for the prosecution by the evidence fairy does not have the Zeminskis in frame when Kyle is supposedly pointing his rifle. So the state will only be permitted to argue that Kyle pointed his rifle in some general direction, that different video shows the Zeminskis in that general area, and therefore the jury should infer that Kyle was pointing his rifle at the Zeminskis. If the jury disbelieves any part of that, there was no unlawful act that provoked the Rosenbaum charge, and therefore no provocation that strips Kyle of self-defense. A third win for the defense is with respect to count two, the reckless endangerment of McGinnis. The judge agreed to the suggestion by defense attorney Tarofasi that he would instruct the jury that if Kyle's use of force with respect to Rosenbaum was lawful self-defense, then it was not conduct that was reckless with respect to McGinnis. So if shooting Rosenbaum was lawful self-defense, there also was no reckless endangerment of McGinnis. Self-defense on count one would also clear away count two. One point that did not go the way of the defense was their request for a jury instruction that the jury ought not convict Kyle solely on the basis of the drone video footage. The judge declined that instruction, saying it's up to the jury to weigh the evidence. These discussions were followed by the actual instruction of the jury in the courtroom, and this was among the most confusing and disjointed instructions of a jury I've ever seen. At one point, in fact, the judge sent the jury out of the courtroom as he recognized just what a mess the process had become. And here the defense actually acquired a fourth big win on the jury instructions. The issue in question had been that the instructions as provided in standardized form might have misled the jury into believing that even if they found the defendant not guilty of a primary criminal charge on the grounds of self-defense, that they then should nevertheless go on to consider if he's guilty on one of the lesser included charges. And that's not how it works. If the defendant is clear of the primary charge on the basis of self-defense, well, then his conduct was legally justified and he cannot be found guilty on any of the lesser included charges either. Ultimately, Judge Schroeder decided that he would essentially just tell the jury that if they believed the defendant's conduct was self-defense, they were done. This was a not guilty verdict on that charge, and they need not consider either the primary charge nor any lesser included charge on that count. And that's what the jury should have been instructed to do. Consider self-defense first. If they do that and find self-defense, they've made their deliberations a heck of a lot more efficient because they'll never have to consider their corresponding criminal charge of the lesser included at all. 
Once the jury was instructed, Assistant DA Binger began his opening statement. And as we all expected, the state is leading with the only real argument that they have that, and it's not much of an argument, that Kyle provoked Rosenbaum by pointing his rifle towards the Zeminskis. Then again, when he was being chased into the cars where he would finally shoot Rosenbaum and that Kyle could have kept running and thus did not exhaust every possible means of escape and regain his privilege of self-defense. Accordingly, Binger argues, Kyle simply has no self-defense privilege to claim at all as a provoker who lost but did not regain self-defense. Predictably enough, there's also a lot of the innuendo and emotive talking points that Binger liked so much. Kyle was an outsider to the community. Kyle lied all night about being an EMT. Kyle brought uh, an AR-15 to a fistfight. Kyle was looking to tell other people what to do. Kyle knew he was putting himself in a hostile environment. This is what happens when we let 17-year-olds walk around the streets with ARs. With respect to the Rosenbaum shooting in particular, Binger argued not only that it was all Kyle's fault for having provoked Rosenbaum, but that Kyle should have known Rosenbaum was helpless after the first shot broke his pelvis and there was no need to track the body to the ground and give the kill shot to Rosenbaum in the back. Binger also stated wrongly that a person who brings a gun with him can't claim self-defense. That's clearly nonsense suggesting that the bringing of the gun itself was a provocation. Somewhat surprisingly, the defense did not object here, but they had objected to several prior statements by Binger that were marginal, to say the least, and each time Judge Schroeder simply told them to just address it in their own closing argument, so perhaps the defense figured that's the response they'd get to an objection here as well, didn't bother. Binger was only partway through his Rosenbaum narrative when the court recessed for lunch, which is where we are now, uh, until 12.45 p.m. Central Time. Presumably, he picks up where he left off and continues with Rosenbaum. Okay, folks, that's all I have for you on this topic at the moment. Sorry that it's rushed. Not much time. Remember, if you carry a gun so you're hard to kill, make sure you also know the law so you're hard to convict. Be back with you live. Coverage of this trial in a few minutes. Until then, I remain attorney Andrew Branker for Law of Self-Defense. Stay safe.